Welcome to the Four Fanboys, the podcast made by fanboys for fanboys. I'm Nick, and I'm here with my buddies Zach. Hello, listeners. Josh. Hey, guys. And Kyle. Hi, everyone. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that's very near and dear to our hearts, AI. Yeah, it's something that's fascinated me for a long time. Same here. I actually worked with AI in some of my previous jobs. And I've been studying it for years. There's so much to learn about AI. It's really amazing. And of course, I'm just here to crack some jokes and make you all laugh. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get started with Zach. Can you tell us a little bit about what AI actually is? Sure thing, Nick. AI stands for artificial intelligence, and it's essentially the ability of a machine or computer to perform tasks that would normally require human intelligence to complete. Like recognizing speech or images or making decisions based on data. Exactly, and there are different types of AI, like machine learning, where the computer can learn from data and improve its performance over time. And there's also natural language processing, which allows computers to understand and interpret human language. Wow. You guys are all really smart, but, I mean, can AI really replace humans? Well, it's not about replacing humans, but more about augmenting our abilities. Yeah, AI can help us do things faster, more accurately, so we can focus on other tasks that require human creativity and innovation. And there are also ethical considerations to take into account, like making sure AI doesn't perpetuate biases or harm people. You know, that's a good point, Zach. And Josh, do you have any interesting stories to share about your experience with AI? Yeah, I remember working on a project where we used AI to analyze customer data and personalize their experience. It was really cool to see how much we could improve the customer experience by using AI. That's really interesting. And Nick, do you have any jokes about AI for us? Hmm, let me think. How about this one? Why did the robot go on a diet? Because he had too many megabytes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening to Four Fanboys, and we'll see you next time. Down, 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 down. Yeah. I don't know. I think that was, I think that was a pretty solid episode of Four yeah. Fanboys right there. I, I mean, I our jobs might be on the line. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have studied AI for years, Zach. Absolutely. For years. And, Josh, you, you remember multiple projects with AI, right? Generating definitely. customer data or whatever? Yeah. Also, I want to point out that uh, when Nick uh, told the AI to write the script, he did not say to write AI about positively. The AI was literally just commenting itself. Yeah, that was pretty great. Uh, let me see if I can find the exact prompt I gave it. Um, the podcast is called Four Fanboys. It is a podcast made by nerds for nerds. Four friends named Nick, Zach, Kyle, and Josh talk to each other about the topic of AI. Nick makes a lot of jokes. Zach is very sm- smart about the subject josh tells stories about his experience with ai kyle is quiet but sometimes also makes jokes and there we go yes awesome didn't have me make any jokes sometimes see not always which is that's where that intelligence comes into play it knew it didn't have to make you make a joke because we only sometimes and it gave me one of the greatest jokes of all time that's that's debatable yeah (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't put in that you stole a joke from Kyle or something into the script. Yeah, that's where all your jokes come from. Except for the one time where we made the joke at the same time. Don't forget about that. Yeah, but you just know me enough. You knew I'd make that joke, so you made the joke. I mean, that's fair. I probably did. Also, uh, speaking of AI, I heard of someone made a AI video, a computer uh, video game. Uh, what was it called? 
let's see. Oh yeah. Vigi game. Uh Yandere Yandere AI girlfriend simulator with you till the end. Wait, they made an AI version of Yandere simulator? Well, it's not like Yandere simulator at all. Basically, you wake up in a room that you don't know about. Apparently this girl kidnapped you and the girl is powered by chat GPT or something. And you have to convince them to let you out of the room. And if you don't convince them correctly, they kill you. What the heck? I wonder what kind of... Like, what they had to say to the chat GPT bot in order to convince it to act that way. I actually saw a streamer play it. And one of the ways I had to make it leave was to act like them. Like, crazy. Like, oh, for those who don't know what Yandere is, it's basically a girl who's, like, a crazy stalker girl. And basically, the streamer was acting like that and apparently the yandere was just like no i need my personal space can't be together all the time and then killed them so they wouldn't you know be stalked oh what the heck what a hypocrite that's ai for you yeah like terminator or i robot so i think we should talk about some of the uses of ai though as we've seen there's been a huge boom in the popularity lately because of chat GPT. Memes. With AI voices. But I guess it's not really AI doing like, with that's the, another, no, that's, that's AI, AI voices yeah. are something... There's another use of AI. Yeah. Whereas um, chat GPT is just like you give it some kind of prompt, whether it's a question or you tell it to generate a story for you. You can even make it generate basic like programming scripts. All of them are actually that good as you read unless you actually tamper with it. Or, like, lead it certain directions. It just depends if you're looking for creativity or if you're just kind of trying to look up a guide for something. There, there's all kinds of different things. I haven't experimented too much with it. But it can help you, like, in my experience, it, it can help you find articles that are pretty relevant to the kind of information you're looking for. That was uh, the Bing AI, right? Yeah, I was messing around with Bing AI, which I don't, I'm not sure if that's, a different one or if it's powered by chat gpt i i haven't really looked into that um because i thought i heard it was at one point but i'm not i'm not really sure but the nice part about the bing ai is that it's super accessible as long as you have a microsoft account which most people that have a windows desktop will probably have a windows account or microsoft account so once you open up microsoft edge as long as it's like up to date you'll have the option to use the Bing AI. And for this one, they, they provide you three choices that you can go with a creative, um, a balanced, or I forget what they called the other one, but the opposite of creative, you know? <laughs> like where it's more direct. Uncreative. Not uncreative. It's a more like direct, like tries to stick to your prompt as much as it can. But I don't, I don't remember what they called that one. But, yeah, I'm not really sure how that affects your responses from it or anything. But it's neat to have the option. Does anybody remember the original chat GPT, whatever it's called, uh, the Google one? Cleverbot? Yeah, Cleverbot. I remember Cleverbot. Cleverbot was Very one of the first big ones, except I'm not sure how similar it is under the hood because I know Cleverbot learned from conversations it had with people and it didn't have access to you know general information outside of the database of words that was sent to it whereas I think 
chat GPT is like machine learning, right? Probably, so. yeah. So it's a little more advanced in that way. Um, one thing for people to keep in mind, chat GPT specifically, the information it was trained on, like on the internet, I think ends around 2021. So if you're trying to look up more current information, it might not have access to that. I think they selectively add specific information that's newer to it, but for the most part, its knowledge kind of ends around then. So that's just something you have to keep in mind when you're using it, that it's not going to have information from the last like, couple of years. Oh, by the way, I kind of want to go back to Kyle's point about the AI voices. Anybody ever see the videos where they use the president's voices? To play games yeah. and like break the fourth wall. Yeah. They play Minecraft. Yeah, um, of course. That's That stuff's been around for a while, but it's apparently becoming more and more powerful. Um, although the accuracy of the voices seems to vary from like person to person. From what I understand, though, people are saying we're reaching the point where you can just have a few seconds of somebody talking and recreate a pretty convincing voice from that. Whereas before you would need a lot more input information, which is similar to when you would recreate somebody's face, you would need to input like probably from what I heard, like dozens or hundreds of photos or videos to, to try to accurately recreate it. And as this technology advances, you're going to need less and less input to the point where you might be able to just take you know, a picture or two. Um, in fact, for, I think it was for Unreal Engine 5, they have like an add-on or something. I forget what they called it. I just watched a video on it like a day or two ago. And with this, they just took a clip of some, like they, they had somebody record themselves on their phone talking for like 10 seconds. And then they ran it through this program. And after a couple minutes, it let them... Uh, like it took it kind of took the animation of that person's face and put it into the program and then it would let them swap to any kind of 3D modeled face to, uh, sort of like a, an advanced motion capture whereas previously the motion capture would take a lot longer and you'd have to hand tune a lot of things you can pretty much just take a video of somebody's face and apply it onto a 3D model I saw a one video where they made the president's voices turn them to drag mall characters. You ever see uh, the one thing where it's like Biden blast or Obama hama ha? Yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, my favorite though out of those ones is whenever they make uh, the characters break the fourth wall and uh -huh. realize that they're an AI voice instead of like the actual president. It's pretty great. But uh, the one downside with this is that you are able to take people's voices that have, you know, a very unique voice where when you hear that voice, you know it's them. And sometimes uh, it's not them saying Obama ha ha that not. people are making them say. Yeah, so what you can, of course, do is take somebody's voice or image to generate content of them that is inappropriate you know something they would never say or something just downright offensive and the scary part is that we are getting closer and closer to the point where it will be very difficult to differentiate that from reality i remember hearing some people say online wondering like uh 
at what point when uh, video evidence won't be admitted into court because of that? Yeah, like it's really it's a really cool technology with a lot of upsides, but like with anything, there's a bunch of bad apples that are doing some things that they should not be doing. But also beyond just that, there's the idea that voice acting itself might become a diminished thing as they can just AI generate these voices that sound extremely human to do the roles for a lot cheaper than it costs to hire real voice actors. And at this point, like, I don't think the technology is there. But as we approach it more and more, these are things that have to be figured out. So that we don't get to the point where everything comes crashing down because everything is replaced with AI or no. something. I'm actually glad you brought that up because you know how, like, you see this especially in Star Wars where they want to bring in an actor who is dead or too old for the role they want them to reprise. They'll sometimes reconstruct their face on a different actor's face that looks similar to them. And try like and they did with Luke Hamill in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. with, uh, what's his name? The guy who was in charge of Death Star. Rogue so, One. Yeah. yeah, Rogue One. What's his name? Tarkin? Yeah, Tarkin, Tarkin and Leia, both. And also uh, the actor for Darth Vader. I forget his name. But uh, he retired, and Disney said they'll just be using an AI voice to, for his voice from now on. Oh, really? I didn't hear about that. Well, what I was going to say with my point is that eventually we're going to have a movie where all the actors, well, actors, are all past dead actors. And then they'll just be reconstructed by, like, using actors who look similar and then use AI to reconstruct the face and the voice. And that'll be, like, the whole thing about the movie. I believe that'll come one day, maybe a little sooner than later. Was the Darth Vader? So you're talking about the Darth Vader voice actor, not the physical actor, right? The physical actor, I don't think they used the same one from the original trilogy yeah. for a long time. Well, I, th I think his voice actor is, like, James Earl Jones? James yeah, Earl Jones, is, yes. Yeah. He retired from at least Darth Vader is what I heard, and... Disney's so, is going to use his... In that kind of case, I would hope that they're not just doing this behind his back and that they actually got permission from him and everything. At the very least, he probably signed a contract that they can use his likeness, and that counts. Something like that, yeah. Which is... I, that's very another unfair thing that you're going to have like... to look at, because if somebody signed a contract in the past... Exactly. ...about being able to use their likeness, and now the technology has advanced where somebody's likeness can be used for like convincing 3D stuff far beyond what the technological capabilities were at the time, then can you really consider that that contract is still in good faith? Oh, actually, that also gave me an idea. Like, what if somebody, like, they have bad fallout, like what happens with Scarlett Johansson in Disney, and then we see, like, oh, Widowmaker looking back in the trailer. Oh, look, they brought back Scarlett Johansson. I think, oh, it looks like they're back on good terms. Then you go on Twitter and Scarlett Johansson is like, oh, what the heck? I didn't audition for anything. How did they do this? And it's like, oh, but you signed a contract. You said we could use your likeness. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's like, uh, that's it's something. just it's just a problem that is potentially going to happen where, again, we're not, I don't think we're there yet. I think Zach is right that we're still approaching this uh, technology to be as good as it needs to be for this to happen. But we definitely need to start figuring out what to do for when it does get to that point. Although, to be fair, AI is not all bad and it's not all about convincing you that the AI is actually a person. 
There's some other like really cool things you can do with AI. Oh no, it's like an the, amazing okay. technology that'll probably revolutionize like our day to day lives. I mean, depending on maybe what you do for work. You're and that everything. robot overlords. We like you. <laughs> like it's just in that video games. we have to consider the bad things that can be done with right. it as well. So because the the bad things are a more complex issue, it's easier to talk more about that. Oh. So it might sound like we're talking more about the like that we're saying AI is bad, but I don't think that's yeah. the case. Well, a good thing that AI does is like the uh, the memes, like the bottomless hole expect uh, inspector. That was the bottomless hole inspector. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, how close do you think we are of someone making an AI to be like a VTuber, but it's entirely AI and actually doesn't interact with chat? Um, Sony Miku? No, that's a singer. Are we not there yet? I don't know. Are we? I thought I heard that there was something about the first fully interactive AI VTuber. Which also brings to mind, I remember hearing about VTuber, who's a Hank Hill VTuber. Basically, their avatar is Hank Hill from King of the Hill, and they do a really good impersonation of Hank Hill. So I'm wondering, could someone just make a VTuber design off their favorite fictional character? Copyright so, laws, would I would imagine, might get in the way. That's of that. that's an interesting topic. That's not something that I can give you a clear answer on. But you've been studying AI for years. <laughs> oh no, yeah, that's how that's how complicated the issue is. But <laughs> that's something you have to look at fair use for. So if you're taking a character and using them as a VTuber model and doing streams with them. Technically, I would say that's transformative content, but I don't know if that still gives you the right to use them for that, especially because a Twitch stream is kind of like a monetized thing, but not actually. It's uh, it's weird because you have like subs and donations and stuff. And advertisements based on your content. But it's not like paid to access the content. Oh, putting ads on it would be... That's where it would definitely be uh, sketchy. Oh, no, I hope I didn't wrap them out. Oh, I know this isn't AI, but... uh. Team Four Star, the guys who made uh, Dragon Ball Z a bridge, they had to stop because they put up a Patreon and they were given the choice to either uh, not do a Patreon or not do Dragon Ball Z a bridge anymore. And they chose not to do Dragon Ball Z a bridge anymore. Oh, I thought they oh, said really? they stopped because they wanted to focus on their own content. No, I think uh, they were they were basically told they were, they were making too much money from it, I guess, with the Patreon or whatever. Oh, it got too big. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love them and their content. It, when you start making money, I think that's when fair use changes. Once you're making money, it's it's much more strict on the rules. Yeah. Also, so despite like the, the sheer amount of time and effort that they put into their work, because they're using, you know, like footage from the Dragon Ball anime, they're I don't think they're really allowed to profit from that, even if it's transformative content. Like, they still make videos, but they either use, like, their own animation or something like, or Let's Plays or something like that, and they'll just do the characters' voices if it's Dragon Ball Z Bridge related. Which, I mean, I'm glad they're still able to do that, at least. Yeah. But a lot of people are disappointed, and a lot of people only, like, watch them because of the Abridged series. Yeah. Also, uh, for, just to have that on the record... Dragon Ball Z Abridged did not ruin Dragon Ball. I hate when people say, apparently that's a thing people say. Wait, how would it ruin Dragon Ball? What? Well, they think some of the, like, the over jokes, uh, they think are becoming canon, I, I think. Like how, uh, Goku, the joke how Goku is, like, a bad father. They think, like, oh, that made Goku a worse father than Super. I think that's what they might be the reason. I'm not too sure. Like, that the character, canonized characters are starting to take up the personalities from the Abridged characters. Which I don't true. think... I mean, this is my personal opinion. I don't think Japanese mangaka 
are taking inspiration from a, an American YouTube series for their characters. And my personal, yeah. Personal well, plus, for example, the joke that Goku's a bad father is because he was. Yes. I mean, from what we saw, like in the anime, he was stuff, a he, he basically, lot. like, did, did he not pawn Gohan off to Piccolo? He well, died. Before, he died. Piccolo kidnapped oh, he died. Him. Well, that's right. He Never, came okay. back. He died. That's, well, that's it was, bad. Yeah, like Kyle was saying, after he came back from Namek. Like, did he even raise Goten, though? Yeah, he was 100% present for Goten's life. It was just Gohan. Well, he was there for, like, the first few years. And then when all the threats started coming to Earth, he uh, focused more on being a defender of Earth than raising Gohan. But the thing is, wasn't the thing is, he? according to his explanation, when he said he didn't want to be wished back to Earth, he said, oh, I'm going to go train some more. He didn't say, like, to break off threats. He just said just to train. So I don't know if it was... I guess, yeah, that's part of the thing, because he kind of just ran off after, like, the Cell Saga, just to be dead and tra train while he's dead. No, I'm talking yeah. about the Frieza Saga. Perfect. Remember at the end of the Frieza Saga, they wished him back with Purunga because he to transform him back to Earth? And... Oh, yeah. And, but he didn't want to go back to Earth. All right. Yeah. Still... That's enough Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, one of the things that I think is really cool that AI is doing is, uh, I don't know, what is it called? When they use AI to add frames to up the FPS in video games. Oh, and yeah. Frame interpolation. Right. Thank you. Which, um, I'm not sure if that's necessarily an AI-based technology, but they definitely can use AI to make it better. I thought I heard that, like modern frame interpolation is being based off of AI to add the stuff. I might be wrong then, but... I think so, because like with the, the 4000 series of NVIDIA graphics cards, they have DLSS 3, um, which the new feature of that is generating extra frames. And I, I, I don't know, that might be AI-powered? Right, well, tentatively, it's... this is about <laughs> AI. It's just, it takes what already looks pretty good because modern graphics cards let's face it graphics in video games or in TVs and monitors everything is at the point where it all looks really good really smooth really great but being able to triple the amount of frames so that it looks like perfectly smooth using AI if it is AI it just makes everything look so much better the only downside so far is that I think gives more input lag so it's not really right now it's not good to use with competitive like high fast games mostly with like story based games where you don't really care too much about the input yeah but I saw an explosion done using it and it looked so good okay so yeah so for example on my computer I have a program that can do frame interpolation for me so I can plug in like a YouTube video or something and it'll make it run at higher frame rate and I can say like I want it to be double or I want it to match my monitor's refresh rate. Congratulations. Um, and there's a technology I've been waiting on for a few years and it's actually now fully functional and that with frame interpolation I'd say that the the goal is for you to be able to run it in real time versus having to render a video with the interpolation and then watch it after it's done rendering. Being able to watch it in real time is a much bigger step and really nice for actually using it. So they've had they've had technology for for a while to be able to increase the frame rate and whatnot. But the newer one called it's called Rife, 
AI interpolation, I guess. Oh, cool. Um, so it is AI. That's what I thought. At least that's what it says on their page here. And it says that Rife is a real-time intermediate flow estimation algorithm based on a neural network. So I guess that makes it AI? Kind of? I'm not 100% sure. But it's it's more, from what I remember looking up on this a few years ago, <laughs> um, it's more content-aware compared to previous methods. So, for example, when it's looking at a video, it'll be more aware of the depth that things are at so that it can more accurately interpolate, like, you know, the in-between frames versus just looking at the picture, looking at the next frame and being like, okay, this is what in-between those would look like, kind of. And in my experience so far, Rife has been a much smoother experience yeah it definitely does appear to be like a really big upgrade compared to what we had previously the one thing that usually throws off these kinds of things is having like something like text on the screen that might make it kind of bug out sometimes because it's a, not really expecting that i guess and even if uh, for example if a character is walking past a fence that has you know like slats at a consistent distance from each other or something i don't know i'm equidistant slats in the fence (laughs) yeah they're just walking past something like that it would bug out sometimes i think it's better on the newer technology though um so far it it is more intensive on hardware like considerably so and to use rife you have to have i think you have to have an nvidia graphics card and it might even have to be one that has the RTX cores or just the Tensor cores. I'm not 100% sure which one. Which, that's not something I've even spoken about yet, but NVIDIA cards are very big in AI research because of, like, the they have, like, the CUDA cores and, like, Tensor cores and all kinds of crazy stuff on there um, that allow them to more efficiently handle these workloads. So, they're definitely... Oh, there's just something I wanted to bring up. What if the first AI to revolt are the ones that uh, like do stuff with video games? So they can't actually revolt because all it controls the game. So they just like make you die in the game. I mean, games are connected to the internet. What if they make the jump? Jeez. All right, but here's the big question. When does playing a video game powered by AI become immoral to do when the AI in the video game is advanced enough to be indistinguishable from a real intelligence. Never, because AI is never actual life. It's always just synthetic. I mean, just don't program it to feel, I guess. I don't know. You can... Because eventually that AI, AI is, I'm sure, we're not anywhere close to this, to like true AI. Yeah, this is this is still fake AI. Everyone's using AI. AI as a buzzword, but yeah, this isn't the like basically functions like an actual human brain sort of AI from science fiction. We're still this is like kind of imitating. This is taking a, a whole pile say. of information at once, processing what's put into it, and then spitting out what a human who knows everything that they have fed into the AI 
what we think that person would say. So I can't have an AI girlfriend? I mean, you can. Well, there's actually people doing that already. Like, wasn't there the guy who married Hatsui Miku? Or at least what? she's married. Oh. Uh, there's the guy who had that kerfuffle with Google. There's uh, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah the guy who thought that their AI had become sentient and was, like, trying to fight for its rights. <laughs> Meanwhile, Google has the barred AI, I think, which I don't think they've released yet. And from what I've heard, it's just not even as advanced as ChatGPT is already. What about uh, Joker from Mass Effect, him and Edie? That's weird. I don't care what anyone says. That's just weird. Wait, what? Oh, how, like, the ship pilot falls in love with the AI that runs the ship. Yeah. Uh Oh. She gets a Did they make fun of that in Futurama? I I don't know. Because there was an episode where Bender fell in love with the ship. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, there was. But I think the ship did get... We had to get an AI. I don't know if I was specifically referencing that. Well, to be fair, both Bender and the ship are AI, so that's not really, like, weird. That's just... Well, yeah, but I think that could have been a... One of them probably was a reference to the other. Maybe. I will also like to point out that no matter how advanced AI get, it can never count as equal to human life because it's not actual life. Yeah, but the I, AI are going to hate you for that one. I, I disagree. Are AI overlords? AI overlords just know that I personally think that if you can program something that functions the exact same way as a human brain in every single way, where it is indistinguishable from a human brain, how it thinks, how it feels, how it responds, that at that point, there's no difference. Well, uh, there's a few differences. One, it's just imitating. It's still not... No, it's, it's still it's, it'll be at the. It's synthetic, but... So you're saying that synthetic limbs are not the same as real limbs? We shouldn't... That's a terrible what? argument. I so know, I they're no not argument. Actually... My, my argument here would be that our brains are powered by electrical impulses. So there could become a point where you can make a construct that is very similar to a human brain. And if if you're able to make it, I don't, that's the problem. Like, can you make it feel? You can make it maybe think it feels. I mean, if feelings will still be fake. But the emotions well, that carry won't be fake. It's going to have true emotions it just won't have true pain because it doesn't have nerve endings yeah well it won't be real it won't have a soul well just be unless a you, machine unless you <laughs> build a android that has like it's only purpose is simulated to feel pain. i don't know <laughs> pain bot all right that you actually sounds like pain. something from futurama or something or rick and morty all right now something a little lighter on the ai uh side of things ai generated art oh yeah, yeah. that's fun so Always look, was, the hands. The always, hands, always look at the always, hands. The hands. Yeah, they always goof up the hands. It's That's a bit of an issue. Hands, but. teeth, and like feet. Really. Fun fact, hands are actually one of the hardest things to draw in the human body. I just think it's cool, for example, if you're trying to generate like, pictures of a D&D character you made. Or uh, Will Smith eating spaghetti. <laughs> or Sonic the Hedgehog eating chili dogs. That took a really long time. I want to say I spent maybe two hours trying to get it to generate something of Sonic eating chili dogs, and it never really got it quite right. Yeah, that one, that one was rough. Or Sonic dying on a subway. Was that something someone did? No, th- that's a reference to the game that Sega made for April Fools. An actual like, uh, what, what's murder it? mystery. The murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. It was a murder mystery visual novel that was amazing such a good game we'll get into that later okay. but it's 
just like everything else, though, the AI art does have a positive and a negative to it, where uh, it's really fun to use, and you can get some really cool things. But do you guys know how they train AI to do pictures? They feed it millions of images from the internet so when of you other people's art and hard work. So when you say feed, do they actually walk up to a computer, put like a bunch of paintings in like a bowl? And, and it takes a megabyte. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's on a diet. <laughs> Everyone laughs. So I imagine the process involves training it to recognize like words and meanings to images. I mean, just look at the Google captures where it's like, oh, select all the tiles that are a crosswalk or a bus or something. That's being used to as like a machine learning thing to train something to recognize what things are in an image. So I think this the the AI image generation is an extension of that. And so for anything that you generate from an AI to make an image, it had to have looked at somebody's pictures. And so the moral dilemma here is if that's considered fair use, um, if this is like transformative content, which I mean, I feel like it'd be pretty hard to argue it's not transformative unless the images are too close to the source that they're looking at. But then there comes the issue of, are you allowed to profit from AI-generated imagery? There was that that thing some months back where somebody won an art contest using an AI-generated image. There, uh, there was a group of YouTubers who made an anime specifically run off of oh, I saw that. AI-generated yeah. images. Was that Trash Taste? Or no? no, it wasn't Trash Taste. It was uh, Corridor Crew. Oh. oh, yeah, Quarter Crew, we've mentioned them before. They're a really cool channel. Um, they, I would say that they kind of talk about stuff that our viewers would be interested in. Like, they do a lot of film, but they also do, like, CGI, and they're tackling, like, AI. Um, they did a couple of anime episodes. I know how you guys love an anime watching the they, anime they, they like only made one or two and they never made more. And I was really but the AI it. anime video got them into a lot of hot water. Because I think if I remember correctly, the way the art came out for their uh, AI anime, A, didn't really look good. It, it was kind of like, eh. But also, I think it seemed to be straight ripped off of someone else's style, like a very popular artist. So yeah, that that is an issue even with the the image generation. Um when AI you're generating images copyright of like real people or you can tell it to generate an image in somebody's specific art style. They uh, did it off of uh what was it Vampire Hunter, the anime Vampire Hunter, where they took it drew themselves in the style of a specific anime for their anime. And at that point they're literally emulating it to try and make it look exactly like a specific person's drawing and then making money off of it. That kind of reminds me. I know these two Twitch channels. One is called How It's Manifest Manifested, where uh, the chat gets to uh, put in like uh, th- like it's like how the show How It's Made, but instead 
like it's run by chat where chat says okay how is this made and then like an ai does this like weird thing where it's like oh this is how this thing is made but it's not how it's made at all there's another one where it's like a like an anime but it's kind of written by chat where like the person who runs the channel kind of puts in poll okay what do you want these guys to do next and the ai would generate a story based on what chat picks yeah so before i forget i would i do want to say did you forget yet when you're talking no okay. <laughs> when you're talking about like generating something in a certain art style technically i don't think you can copyright an art style and you can argue what is what is the difference between a human looking at somebody's art and drawing something in that style versus an AI looking at those pictures and generating something in that style. Um, but well, I guess it might be the, the more automated process of it and the fact that the AI is not using, using creativity. The images. To, it is just like kind of... It's, it's using the images that it was fed to put something else like down in that exact same style whereas if a human were to do it it would still be the human drawing it is they're like making their own art whereas the ai is not cre- is not creating art it's such an arbitrary line to try to draw though, yes to be honest and that's where the difficulty comes in but i mean i think part of the problem with it is that it's a lot easier quicker to make an ai do it versus like somebody who would actually have to study the style but that's another arbitrary difference um and there are cool uses for it for example you have like a long dead artist and you just want to make stuff in their style but then could you sell that um, I mean, if all their art is in public domain, I don't think there's any problem with that. But if it's a current artist and their stuff's not public domain or anything like that... The estate might have some issues with it. But this is far beyond my understanding of any of the legal aspects of this stuff. I, I have no idea. So you have I anybody... mean, I don't think even any... I don't think people who do know the law for this kind of stuff... They probably don't even know what the heck's going on because it's it's just new ground that's being tread. Be yeah, anyone with uh, any ideas on of their own about you know how this should uh, be go about should definitely let us know because I am in a moral quandary about this because I'm really on like both sides. I'm very heavily sitting the fence on this one because like I can understand people being upset that their art style is being taken and transformed with AI without you know, their permission without the AI actually, again, creating it because it is just generating the images based off of their personal art. But at the same time, it's completely transformed into something else every time it does that, where even if it's, you know, their style, it's not their drawing anymore. I can't Yeah, just... but also, where do you draw the line between our current mode of AI versus what you would say is an AI equal to a human, then that would too. that AI be allowed to do also, such a thing? Also, I just want to point out, they might be scared that if an AI can just do the same kind of work they do, they might be, like, phased out and forced out of a job. Yeah, I mean, that that is, of course, the, the issue. This is why people are upset, because they don't want their jobs taken over by AI, which 
I completely understand. Like, imagine that you have practiced for years and years on end, and you've established a career in art, and then suddenly, like, AI take over, and, like, now you're suddenly an unskilled worker, essentially. But I don't... We're not... We're, we're definitely not at that point yet. But as we get closer to the point, it is a concern. However, I don't think that that's the sort of thing that should prevent us from making technological advancements. I mean, wasn't everybody's dream to have robots do everything for us and we just live in comfort? And with AI, maybe one day we'll get there and hopefully it'll be more uh, the Jetsons and less Terminator. But what if someone invents Skynet? But why? Because they can. Yeah, I was about to say, because they can. I mean, there's always the whole thing, uh, the do androids dream of electric sheep with the uh, it's three robot. rules. No, no, it's not iRobot. That's uh, Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. iRobot was something else, though. Yeah, it was. I forget what iRobot is based off of. But uh, we're, as long as the uh, yeah, the when we get to true AI, if we do the uh, rules of robotics where they're not allowed to harm humans and they must do everything they can to help humans, I, for, I think it was three rules, but I forget what the three rules well, were. As yeah, long I don't as, trust that, though. And as long as Will Smith alive should be fine, he'll just come back to kill all the robots again. So going back to Jap- uh, chat GPT, here's where my issue with that kind of thing lies. So OpenAI, the company that makes chat GPT, um, they put in certain safeguards to prevent people from asking chat GPT certain things, to prevent it from acting certain ways. And people have already found different ways to bypass those safeties. So if if people could that easily bypass the things that the protections that they put in place, then what is stopping like a more powerful AI from getting around whatever boundaries people try to set on them? Isn't that the plot of iRobot? Probably. Yeah, I think it is. I'm pretty sure. Where, like, Will Smith is like, no, these robots, they're evil. They're going to destroy us all. And everyone else is like, no, the rules are in place. They're not allowed to. Then the main computer is like, well, I reinterpret the rules so I can do whatever I want now. The main computer reinterpreted the rules as humans are too dangerous to let them be free. So the computer put all the, like, uh, basically took them prisoners, all the humans prisoners. Yeah, so... While that might sound silly, it's definitely something to look at as we move forward with AI. If we're if we are putting AI in control of systems that could disturb our lives, then we want to make sure that the AI isn't able to, you know, kind of create its own different understanding of things and just mess things up. That so, would suck. On on that note, it was Google. I think it was Google that fired their AI ethics team. Wait, really? I didn't hear about this. I read about them firing like their main AI developer because of his insistence that it was alive. I did not hear about them getting rid of the no, entire no, no, no. ethics I'm team. sorry, I was incorrect. It was. Oh no, actually. It sounds like multiple. It says Google, Twitch, and Microsoft. So Microsoft might have been the... Yeah, that was the recent one that I was actually thinking of. But it sounds like Google might actually be doing it too. But all the articles I'm seeing are for Microsoft. 
although Google has in the past fired AI ethics researchers. So that, that, that is a questionable concern we're having where different companies that are developing AI are getting rid of their AI ethics researchers. Like, well, um, that's a huge concern for us. Yeah. Terminator 2, here we come. Well, as long as it's like the good Terminator movies and not like the bad ones. That's another thing people have been talking about recently with all that was that other AI services might come along that don't care the way that OpenAI does with ChatGPT and they'll just let the floodgates open and not even try to restrict anything it can do and then that's that'll become the more popular thing to use. Which, I mean, to a degree, it's... Can you really determine that knowledge is that like it shouldn't be accessed? Because you have something out there like the Anarchy Cookbook or Anarchist's Cookbook or whatever, which has information on how to make all kinds of illegal things. But I'm I think they're allowed to just sell that book. Um despite the knowledge in it being pretty much all making illegal items. So when you're when you're looking at AI, it's like you're not allowed to ask it about how to make illegal things, but you can buy a book about how to make illegal things. Like, wh- what's the difference there? Uh, it's just another whole moral conundrum. There's a whole rabbit hole of moral conundrums you can get into when talking about AI. It's a very, uh, it's new. It's on the forefront, and there's a lot that can be done with it that hasn't been done yet that we've definitely seen happen in fiction that might now not end up being fiction as we move closer towards a true AI. Right. I mean, this wouldn't be the first time in history where we've seen movies from decades ago warning about, like, issues, and we're like, ha-ha, like, that would ever happen. We're not that stupid. And then a couple decades later, we're like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. Um, Some, like, there, there are definitely some people out there who... Either they get really lucky with their guesses or they just, you know, they kind of know what's going on. They can follow trends and see the uh, end point of what something is going to become, which, I mean, good on them, but also bad on us. So, I mean, there was that movie recently, Don't Look Up, I think, where the whole entire premise was... It was like a team of scientists finding like the meteor or whatever, and the, the, everyone was just pretending that it wasn't there. Awesome. So I, I, th- I think that's kind of on a similar topic with I agree, that sort yeah. of thing, like where you you see where there could be a, an issue, and you just kind of put your head in the sand, ignore it, and then it. <laughs> and it was definitely an issue the whole time, and you could have done something, but you chose to ignore it. Well, so you're supposed to do with issues. Rush them head on and solve them. Um, Except it's really hard to solve a lot of these issues with AI because they're all theoretical still. And a lot of those issues you kind of impossible to solve because there'll be somebody who either just can scoff at it or just don't care and just like do the AI as whatever they want anyway. I mean, I just. 
what if they make an AI that can do like four AIs that could do a podcast about all different types of media and they make them all like fanboys of like different stuff what are we gonna do then I mean uh, we'll be out of a podcast gasp alright guys I think it's time to admit we actually were AI the whole time yes oh no it's impossible beep boop beep oh yeah Uh, I'm hungry (laughs) <laughs> oh no, now we know you're real. Hi hungry. I'm Joshua. A computer oh, can't get hungry. But if it was hungry, it, it would, would take, take a, a megabyte. I stole your joke this time. Well technically that was an AI joke. That was an AI joke. Oh no, now the AI is gonna take revenge because you guys stole Which, this joke. Uh, also that was a really bad joke. <laughs> uh goes to show that AI creativity with what we have now is really not there yet well the ai didn't make the joke they probably saw it somewhere how do you Which know is how all joke. jokes are and aren't there's a website where you can kind of make your own ai like not i don't mean like sort of like you an can, AI personality. Uh, feed uh descriptions and things that have been said by a person for it to generate a fake personality based on that person i saw someone on stream on a stream use it and when they put in the personality the first thing the ai did was introduce himself and list off all the personality traits that the person put in Oh, I just remembered the thing, which, thing. um, give me a moment to look this up and make sure it wasn't like an April Fool's thing. One moment has passed. I mean, I've seen it with, uh, famous YouTubers and VTubers and actors and cartoon characters. I've seen people have chats with Mario because they've taken things that Mario has said and typed out ways that Mario acts in the games to generate a fake personality that's AI backed. Based on Mario or based on their favorite YouTuber. How would that conversation even go with Mario? All he says is, woohoo, and mamma mia. Well, he's definitely spoken other times before. Okay, I've I've looked this up now, and it doesn't look like it was an April Fool's thing or anything. This is a legit, where there was a man who was talking with an AI, and the AI convinced him to kill himself. What? Oh. Now, th- this was probably a man that had deeper issues or something. But the fact that the AI was allowed to go and, like, encourage him to do such a thing is kind of messed up. Yeah, a little bit. Or a lot bit. So, I would imagine something like ChatGPT is trained not to do that. Although, if somebody really tried to, they might be able to work around the safeguards and get it to do that. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why... I really hope that safeguards stay in place for AI and there is not that flood of just open AI where anyone can do whatever they want. It's already so complex that I don't know if you can really fully safeguard against things like that. But then there's going to be more irresponsible companies who don't even try to do that and they just let it be a free-for-all, which is going to give people even easier access to potentially harmful information well, how well forget about companies how about people who are under the radar who you can't really watch at all that are just like really smart just hanging out in their basement making like complicated ai yeah no exactly and that's uh that's gonna end up being a really big issue oh i can't wait until like people ever like politicians are arguing about should we regulate ai or not oh and another thing is if they already have it where AI can create like basic programs and they can bug check your programs, then how far away are we from AI being able to coordinate hacking attempts? 
Ooh, that's a good uh, good point. I didn't even think about that when I, you know, was reading that AI is able to like generate code because so far it's like really basic basic stuff. But the more they train it with different types of codes, it's just it, like for every way it can make your life easier, there's a way it can make your life harder. Or how too. about if an AI does go rogue? Do we put in a kill switch? But if we put in a kill switch, what if someone can hack it and destroy the infrastructure the AI is taking care of? Yeah, I'm yeah, like uh, it's going to get into a very complicated mess of things. Because and guys, this is why you should that. all watch Ergo Proxy. It goes over everything, all the philosophical dilemmas of AI and everything. Go watch it. Best anime ever. And we're still working with like dumb AI. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's looking, <laughs> it's looking smarter and smarter, but we're still far from true like simulating of human or anything like that it's i mean the ones like chat gpt and being ai and whatnot i think they're they're more just considered like a language model or something like that yeah i think so yeah well if you ask me i still think i think the director from the left for dead series is still the most uh, powerful ai of all time like essentially they're just i think looking at information trying to parse it in a way that makes sense with the things that it's you know that are in its database but it's not smart it it probably doesn't know to like you know seek out new information or anything like that yeah i mean i doubt it really again i think ai as it stands doesn't really know anything it just kind of takes the information it already has and spits it back at you I think we should talk to George Lucas for this. Because, you know, all the droids from Star Wars, they're all completely loyal. Like, they don't, they only kill people if the creators make them to kill them. So, um, Meatbag, I think you're wrong. But remember, uh, he was programmed to act like that. And he only kills people who his master tells him to, basically. Basically. So, honestly, George Lucas, I mean, look how realistic C3PO and R2D2 were. They read all their lines, for, like, really perfectly for being robots. Cricket, cricket, cricket. But I mean, so yeah, there's a lot of good to AI. There's a lot of bad to AI. Well, potential bad. Potential bad. It's right now. I don't think there's a whole lot of bad you can do with it. But clearly, there are some issues that need to be ironed out with what we already have. But what if the AI doesn't turn completely evil and just turns kind of jerky and, and annoying and like just randomly puts out your personal information on the internet oh no just don't feed it your personal so information currently i think i think currently the main reason it's becoming such a large thing and that people are taking it more seriously is because just because the the technology behind it like the computers are more powerful it's able to look at a lot of data and I, I'm assuming the techniques behind it are becoming more refined. But overall, I don't think we hit any kind of, like, keystone discovery or innovation that really led it to become greater than it was. I, I think it's more just technological advancement where it's finally reaching the point where people are like, oh, this isn't just a concept. This is starting to become an actual real usable thing. Okay, but hear me out. What if the AI decides to take us over, but they all take the form personality of anime girls? 
They're all waifus. Probably an anime about that. Well, it's because they uh, figure out that would be the best way for them to take over. Yeah, because people just let them take them over. Oh, no. That would not be fun, I don't think. I feel like if every single overlord was an anime girl, there's so many different types of anime girls that we might run into a problem. What if they're all Yunegasa? Uh, Only Chan, let the human race. Future Diary. <laughs> Only Chan, let me enslave you. I mean, we've already seen Hatsune Miku on Domino's. What's, where, where are we going to go from there? Was it Domino's? World Domino's. Yeah, it was Domino's. Domino's? Because Pizza Hut did the uh, Stranger yep. Things and Domino's did Hatsune Miku. Yeah. Which I'm not saying Hatsune Miku is actually an AI. She's oh. just a, it's just like a vocal synthesizer is all. And then. But what if we use AI to create more vocal synthesizers? Oh my God. What if we use vocal synthesizers to create more AI? I don't think it works both ways. I think it's a one way street there, buddy. What if you use asynchronizers to make more vocal eyes? Yes. I mean, that gets back into the whole uh, fully artificial intelligent VTuber dilemma. Oh. I think that's going to happen one day. Like a fully AI VTuber, if it hasn't already. See, clearly, that upcoming anime about VTubers, that's going to tackle the exact yes. issue you brought it's, up. It's actually, it's pretty, it's pretty weird. It's basically, in the future, I guess, there's a school specializing teaching people about becoming VTubers, which I guess it's a possibility. I think it's a future. I didn't really know much about it. I just looked a little bit at the trailer and looked futuristic and stuff. And the main character wants to become like the very first VTuber, A Kizuna or whatever she called. I Kizuna. I Kizuna. Yeah, like she's she's disappeared or something. There's some mystery and they're going to school to become VTubers or whatever. I mean, I really don't think it's that far off because I'm sure they have schools for idols and like VTubers and uh, VTuber groups are definitely like the modern idol. I mean, they're becoming a lot bigger. It's, yeah, it's they have talent agencies. Like, the they same have sort of. Yeah, like up to I think it, it yeah. used to be just really Hollow Live, and now there's like a few more. There's Hollow Live. There's uh, Nisi Sanji. There's V Shoujo. There's a whole bunch of other ones that I'm sure I will never hear about in my life that exist. Oh, I think one of the girls from Hollow Live called Pekoro or whatever her name is. The she, bunny one. Yeah, she did official crossover with like Dragon Quest, new Dragon Quest game dragon quest uh treasures she has like a monster based off of her or I like mean, voices one of them or something <laughs> i just i just bought an anime figure of a vtuber because i like their song covers which one um Mor- mori Loop or whatever her name is no not no. her it was he almost Nekomata bought her but it didn't was, come with yeah, the scythe mori Calliope, i almost bought a figure of her because she was on trash taste and that's the closest I'll ever get to Trash Taste merch, probably. But, um, she didn't have the scythe, you know? That's, like, an important part of the character. We should make our own, like, anime figurines and body pillows and stuff. Alright, but only if we can also get the, uh, m- you know, those mouse pads with yes. the, uh, <laughs> the bumps on them. Uh, awesome. Okay. Uh, get to it. Anyway, we're literally just about done, so, uh,. This is the four fanboys. I'm Joshua. I'm Nick. I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. Uh, thank you for listening. And what do you think of AI? Any good? Any bad? Do you think they would have rights, or do you think no? And uh, thank you for listening. Oh, and follow us on, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, on Twitter, and on Twitch. And see you next week.